This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. Some people say when they really fall in love, they finally understand poetry, and Valentine's Day, and Lionel Richie. Aww. This podcast is the complete opposite of that. This is Funny People Talking. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee from Amazon TV show, comics, watching comics, and fantasy football, Jibber Jabber. And honestly, no bullshit, I would rather sniff Lena Dunham's belly button than listen to funny people talking. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those shows. Spin it out, I can Mark. Tell. It's gonna be one of those shows. Uh, we're all in that kind of move. Um, <laughs> uh, hold on. A yeah, second. I second that motion. Welcome to Funny People Talking, everyone, or to Funny <laughs> People Talking. Hey, everybody! Funny People Talking. I'm Mark Rako. I'm here with Danielle. Danielle Beckman. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Mark. How are you doing? Good. <laughs> to be honest with you, I fully expect you to say, "Hi, I'm Danielle Beckman." I didn't do it. You didn't. No, because you know why? I've done like 15 episodes now, so I'm learning. You figured out who you are. I did. Finally, my identity <laughs> is sealed within this podcast. Is that right? Yes. Thank goodness. So happy to have you here Thank in the studio you. with us. You weren't here uh, for a couple of episodes. I know. Uh, I the was... demands of your busy, busy life. I know. I missed you guys. We missed you too, but, um, you know, it's all right. We we found a way. We did. But, but, here uh, I am. You know, it's it's always great when your partners come back to the nest and can, can hang out. Anyway, uh, welcome. Thank back. you. And uh, great to see you also with us uh, yet again is Miss Elsie, our producer. Hello, Elsie. Hi. She's not on jury duty this time. Not on that jury was a duty. Few, not that was like in last the UK. Month. Yeah. She's, hey, by the way, I didn't get a chance to ask you before uh, when we recorded before, but I never asked you, how are things with Mickey and Billy on the Mickey and Billy show in the UK? They're crazy. Yeah? Yeah. What did they do to you? What did, what, what did they make you do? They didn't make me do anything. No? No. What did you make them do? I made them behave. <laughs> what's their what's the topic of their podcast is it like are they funny or um, what are what do they talk about it's Brit, a, well british humor is a little different than here yeah it's more of like a, a rock and roll drive time radio show but they talk a lot also okay so you know they've got all their right. cockney they, laugh, they laugh at themselves a lot they do probably more than anyone else i would think but yeah um, i mean i think we're funny on this show but I, I would also say we're humble. So yeah, <laughs> apparently, what, what was the what was the cleanliness in their studio? Oh yeah, what was the hygiene like? Um, it was better than before. Really? Yeah. Well, because I I gave them a heads up. I said, oh. get it together. Oh, got it. Yeah. What was the actual problem that they flew you out there for? Oh yeah, just it was like more of a general, you know, like a pop in. Yeah. Oh, you got like to go check, you know, the cats, what, what uh, mice will play yeah. when the cat's away kind of deal. That's a really strange thing to me that they would have, 
Why would they fly you? I mean, not to question our bosses, but why would they fly you across the ocean just to pop in and check on? They don't have anyone there to do that? Um, I think they needed my toughness. Uh, uh, tough love. I can and, I can attest to this. And you could bring level. a lot of limpidity to their situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You could see it clearly, I think. I see what you did there. <laughs> That's a callback, everybody. Episode Throwback one. To episode one. <laughs> That's right. Shout out to Clarity. Exactly. He's such a sweet He guy. does get a few shout outs on this show, doesn't he? He does? Yeah, we've mentioned him a few times. Yeah. times. Okay, well, effect. he good. can share this episode too. Dude. So, anyway, back to Mickey and Billy. Um, yeah, I swear they're, they're under control. <laughs> What's up? Sorry, it's man. all in, under control. They're yeah. cool. It's fine. All right, that's yeah. good. And they have and, cats and mice, or that was just a no. Saying? It was just the same. And what about it. jury duty? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I want to know about. Yeah, jury what about duty? jury duty? Um, what kind of case did you end up on? Did you end up on a case? Nah, they they said we were going to be on one, but then it it was one of those things where uh, you know, they did all the interviews and they asked us a bunch of questions and then they picked who they wanted and you had to listen to the attorney say yes or no or dismiss or keep or whatever, whatever. Why do you think? And you... I'm talking still. And um, so then wow. you say, um, you know, they get the the jurors and the alternates and stuff and they tell you, you got to be back there the next day and you have to go through all the security stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then so we're sitting there and we're sitting there. Yeah. And then they came in and they said that they settled. Whoa! So what kind all of that case was for it? nothing? It was a civil case. It was. It was. Well, I mean, it was. Not, I don't know what it was. Exactly. Well, not even for nothing because you got dismissed and you don't have to go back for four years, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I had jury duty recently, and a similar thing happened. And can I say I brought my own salad in with a fork? And you know how you go through security and everything? Right. The security guard guy caught my fork. A metal right? fork? Yeah. And he goes, You brought a metal goes, fork into a courthouse? I did. Why did you think that would be okay? I had, I, because, hello, how often do you think I spend in courthouses? I don't know. Unless I'm on like the good wife or something. You know right. what I mean? So I, I, he goes, I see you have a metal fork in your bag. And I go, Oh, yeah, I can throw that away. He's like, Wait, what is the purpose of you being here? I said, I'm on jury duty. I'm literally here all day and I brought a salad from home. And he goes, you can keep it. Wow. Let me keep it. Nice guy. I know. Headline, juror stabs all the other jurors, (laughs) eats her salad. (laughs) Delicious. It's like Game of Thrones with a salad. No, the funny thing is, is I actually recently had jury duty too. What? We're all duty. Well, I was called for, (laughs) I was called for jury duty. Okay. and, And I went. Um, they say that you could, cause I had a really big meeting for my company the next day. And ah. so I was trying to postpone once, which I've never done before actually. And I do all the time as a freelancer. Oh, that's, well, I, um, I, I really, really don't want to do jury duty. No, that's not true. I want to do jury duty because I actually think it would be fascinating. Ditto. I don't want to do it mainly actually for two reasons. One is uh, with all due respect to our fine police and peace officers out there, mm-hmm. I've had enough interaction with police officers on a number of occasions that have left me with a lack of trust of the consistency of mm. both investigation and a willingness to present the full truth that has made me not impartial in a trial situation, number one. Right, or, so they don't want you what anyway. I should say. And number no, two, okay. I have a tough time being trapped where I'm sitting in a situation where I'm not allowed to leave for a long period of time. I, 
actually don't know how well I would function in a jury box if I was if I was in a trial situation. I think it would, it would actually be damaging to me. So I'm I'm hopeful that either I don't get picked or I'm able yeah. to present my that information to be excused. Okay. Anyway, so but Mark, I should, how do you do a podcast though? You're literally because, stuck in this studio no, sitting here's, here for here, hours. Here's I, know, how, I'm just I know. Well, because I could leave technically. <laughs> I know. And, Are you uh, sure? Yeah. Well, Elsie and I have got you on lock though. That's fine. Okay. But it's not all day. It's not eight hours. I know. Okay. okay. We let um, you go after seven hours. Keep going. Thank you. So anywho, uh I so I showed up. Oh, I tried I tried to postpone. They have a number you can call. I do I, know this. I I the jury summons does not say you have to call a certain number of days in advance. It just it just needs to be in advance of the date. So I called the day before. Okay. Not because I postponed, because it didn't occur to me to postpone. Uh, because I, I'm yeah. sorry, not because I procrastinated, because it didn't occur to me to postpone until that day. Okay. So what happened? We were. I called. Couldn't get anyone. Couldn't get anyone. Couldn't get anyone. No one. No one. No one. And the voicemail was not functioning. And it wouldn't transfer you to an attendant because there was no attendant programmed. I sent an email. Nobody answered. So I show up, go through security, you know, and it's not around the corner. And you have to be there early. I go through security, go into the jury, fill out my forms out, blah, 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 wait, sit through part of the speech. And then they say, if you have a reason that you have to put it off, just go down to this other building. And I'm like, all right. So I got up. Went down the other building, stood in line for like five minutes. The person said, when do you want to come back? I said, certain month. And they said, okay, have a good day. I'm like, so what you did is you made me spend subway fare to come down here and go home. Oh, yeah. Get up early, go through all this rigmarole just to come and be excused. But all of the systems you set up. Oh, I forgot to mention. Right to a free trial. When When I tried to do the postponed thing online... It said that you needed at least five days advance notice to postpone. Which did not which say that not on the paperwork. Which on the summons. So there's an inconsistency of systems and <sighs> notifications involved that cause people to – which also puts a burden on the security process, puts a burden on the number of people in the courthouse, all just so they can make it easier for the – I'm just – that's my rant. Do you know what? Can I tie that into the nerd tip? You can. Hey, Danielle. Yeah, Mark. What about a, a nerd tip? Just the tip. Nerd tip. Ooh. The thing I wanted to talk about today with the nerd tip is actually one word, and it's the longest non-technical word in the English language. Do you think you know what it is, Elsie? Do you, no. Mark? Okay, because guess what? It means the act of viewing something as being useless without value or unimportant, which what I'm hearing is that possibly that's what jury duty is for Mark. And let me say this word aloud. (laughs) Are you guys ready? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, I'm just going to say it's not anti-disestablishmentarianism. It's not that word. I couldn't even get through that word. I know that word. Yeah, that is 20 letters. This word has 29 letters. Okay, I'm going to give it a try. It's floxinosinihilfilification. Which means? It means the act of viewing something is useless. Being useless or unimportant. <laughs> that does tie in. That's exactly. Funny. So like, okay, and one of the um, examples that they put uh, for this word in, in a sentence, because I was like, when would I ever use this? 
Grocery stores would never accept the coupon, so I realized this phloxanosinihilification was just taking up space in my purse. You know what's actually useless? Whatever time someone spent designing that word in the first place. Oh, my heavens. Like, how does that even happen? Okay, I'm going to try to say it again fast. Phloxanosa, dang it. Phloxanosa, nihilification. I messed up. Oh, man. That's tough, man. That's a good one. That's a good one. So anyway, guys, it's longer than anti-disestablishmentarianism. And so just go ahead, get out there and press your friends at a party. Don't say it after you've had a glass of wine, though. <laughs> Might come out in a different way. <laughs> How many times can you say anti-disestablishmentarianism in a row? Um. Well, let's count. Ready? Anti-disestablishmentarianism. So, Did that so count? None. <laughs> I can't even say it once. Okay. Oh, um, wow. I do have a quick question for you before I mention who our guest is today. Yeah. Um, I did notice something, so I have a question for you. Yeah, Mark. You're, you're dressed really interesting today. It's interestingly today. I, I think I usually dress interestingly I, You do. You do. These. But So you are dressed head to toe uh -huh. in a golf outfit, like full out golf regalia. What is this? I didn't even know you golfed. Well, do you actually, Mark, do you know that I grew up on a golf course? No, I did not. In Southern know that. California. <laughs> so I'm getting ready to go to California in a week, uh -huh. right? And it's been New York esque here, AKA kind of gloomy, kind of yeah. like maybe it's starting to get a little warm, but I'm sick of it. So I'm boycotting this New York all black whatever that we all wear. Yeah. And I'm going Oh, you're getting the full... plaid? Yeah. No. I got my plaid skirt. I got my light pink dusty rose polo. This By the way, that's happening. not just plaid. That's like sky blue pink plaid. I know. There's a lot going on. I'm going blue. I'm going pink. But anyway, yeah. So um, when I go to California, I'll be there in about a week and I'll probably wear this exact outfit every day till I go and wear it on the plane and wear it when I get off the plane because I'm going to go straight to the straight to the links, as we call it. <laughs> what's your handicap? That's right. Uh... I actually do. Um, And what's funny is my my set of golf clubs are just hanging out in my mom's garage i think she sold them and bought like like on craigslist or something and with that money got her own set of clubs all right so let me tell you who we have on the show he's here in the studio with us right now it is goatee right it is like yeah. the beard that i won't grow yep. you got it there you go all right let me tell you who we have on the show today we're so lucky because we had a guest at the last minute uh cancel on us and the truth is is <laughs> I'd invited him on the show before, and then we actually had unfortunately need to ask him to reschedule to another day. We bumped him for someone else. I feel really bad about it. Then someone canceled at the last second. So I call this guy, Kevin Goatee, and lo and behold, what a mensch. He made time to stop by on short notice, not because he's got nothing going on. We just accidentally caught – we caught like Haley's Comet a sliver of time. So Menchie. So Menchie. He's here yes. with us now. It's Kevin Goatee. He is an actor. He is a comedian. He is a voiceover artist. He's also the producer and host of Comics Watching Comics. And creator, yes. And that's creator. All that. Okay. So creator, producer, yes. and a host. Uh, how many hosts do you generally have? Are you the host? Oh, I'm the host. That's I am awesome. the EP host. 
caterer, fluffer, that's me, man. I do okay. it all. Good. He does it all. He does it all. How much more do you need beyond caterer and fluffer? Right no, there? That's, that's the whole the show. Job done. Anyway, uh, glad to have you here, Kevin. Really do sincerely and truly appreciate you being here. Thank you. Yeah, man. No problem. Thanks, right, guys, for having me. Let's have a good time. So sure. uh, we've covered the nerd tip. We've covered uh, what's going on with you. We've introduced our guests. So maybe you should tell me to start the show, Danielle. Mark, I think it's time for you to start the show. Already. Okay. From the Mouth Media Network studios in New York City, and from the same people who brought you Monkey Radio with Mark, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie. Welcome to Funny People Talking, everybody. We're so glad you're here with us again. We're here with Kevin Goatee. Uh, he is a comedian, an actor, voiceover artist, host, producer, fluffer, caterer, the whole thing. Uh, we're going to find out more about him later. But um, first, I want to start off with Miss Danielle Beckman and oh, find yeah. out. I haven't talked to you in a while, Danielle. I know. What is the biggest thing happening in your life right now? The biggest thing happening in my life right now? I wanted now? to ask you a tiny question, so. Jeez Louise, do you know what I have to say? Yeah. I've really been thinking about, um, I mean, this isn't like personal to me. This is like a blanket statement. Is that fine? Uh, uh, you're going to talk about blankets? Actually, maybe, yeah. Well, okay, so I've been, you know how like the environment is important? Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Have you heard about the environment and how I've it's heard important? About, heard of that No, so something that um I think was really super fun that I got to do last week was I went to a clothing exchange. And so it was kind of like I showed up at this woman's house. I brought a bunch of different clothes. Is that this like the I new Tupperware? Want. Yeah, it's like the new, yeah, Tupperware from like ye old 1970s. Ye old 1970s. And. They still have Tupperware parties. No, they don't. Uh, no. Really? No. Isn't that your demographic? I could see your Tupperware kind of guy. Yeah, are you a Tupperware? I'm a, I'm a huge Tupperware kind of guy, but a girl <laughs> or I mean I whatever. Say great surgery. I don't know. Thank I, you. I've yeah. used Tupperware. I mean, you know, you bring stuff to I love Tupperware, but I don't, I don't need to go to a Tupperware. party for it. I've never gone to a Tupperware party. No, Jeff Jeff Bezos. You lie. Has One of you two have definitely been to a Tupperware party. I can just tell that I've never been to a Tupperware okay, party. Okay, well anyway, this Every is Every time essentially... I use Tupperware, it is a party, but it is. Sorry, Daniel. I'm, we're not letting you get your story. Speaking now. of Tupperware, the man at jury duty let me in with my Tupperware. Anyway. <laughs> and a fork. We already, I know. Okay. We covered that. Yeah. Um. So basically, I showed up. I was invited. And I arrived. And there's like a spread of like delicious snacks. And so I was like, well, this is great. And then, and then I brought clothes that I haven't worn in a while. And I laid them all out. And there were some racks of clothes and things. And. All of the women that came, there were about six or seven of us. You, there was like a little system, kind of like, a, um, you know, you draw straws and you have an order and you get to pick out some new clothes. So everyone brings stuff they don't want and then it's like someone's trash is someone else's treasure. So I don't know. I just think it's a really cool way to... Have ethically sourced fashion. <laughs> Translation, AKA, be cheap and then buy new shit. Exactly. Right. I was going to say, a.k.a. Yeah. Be Buffalo Exchange without you, going to Buffalo Exchange. I have questions. Yeah. What yeah. if you are a large lady and you go to so, that or vice versa? 
right, right. Do you get two pieces for one? (laughs) No, this is a really great question. So it happened that, like, one of the women was a newer mom. So, like, her body was, like, changing. Another, I mean, most of us were in the same age bracket right and a lot of us were like one one of the girls was much taller but actually some of the cuts that she was wearing of like her dresses fit one of the other girls well so it's just it kind of worked out but that is a good question and i think that they sort of sussed that out before (laughs) you know sorry no size 44s oh shit no but that's true but hey guess what else this this sweater i'm wearing is from there i just realized this makes great pop and you flash off your your I know. Hey guys, I'm wearing this like olive green sweater that's knit and I got it for free from a clothing recycle party. So yeah. You know, there's a lot of companies out there now that are even taking old clothing and breaking it down to its basic. Like the fibers? Subatomic or whatever fibers. And then recycling it into new clothing. Right. Which is, no, I mean like that kind of stuff is really, really, really important. And because... There's just so much that we have to recycle. So I don't know. That's just something that's been bringing me joy. I don't know if that's the biggest thing that's going on in my life right now, but was that good? God, I hope not. It's not. (laughs) Something that was happened in my life recently, I don't know if it happened, but it was – I experimented. You know these meal delivery services? Oh my gosh! Tell so me which one are you? This using? one was um, Healthy Meals Supreme. So Healthy what? Meals Supreme uh, is uh, a new one that was created, I believe, by a pharmacist, oh. and it's designed for people who have different types of conditions. Now that that's not why oh. I used it. It was actually because I produced a program that we had a guest from the company. They offered a chance to try it out and and, and gave me the opportunity to do that, which was very nice. But, you know, they have ones for, uh, I guess, if you have kidney issues or or, or for seniors or for heart issues. And then it designs like, you know, you can pick from meals that have these different types of things, right? This is not a paid advertisement just to be No, that's really – so it's not like HelloFresh or Blue Apron. No, no, they're all made. Oh. They're, but they're not frozen. They're fresh. Okay. So, and they're in like a little tray and then with like, it's in vacuum packed cellophane or something like that. And then you just microwave it or toast it or heat it up okay. or whatever. But some of them are like incredible. This is one that was like squid ink Whoa. ravioli with, I forget what it was inside. Do you remember? I told you about lobster. that one. Do you remember what was in that? Yeah. It was I lobster. Was right. Oh my God. Did I just make that up? And I got it, it was right. lobster. Right? Whoa! And uh, it was I'm just in- incredible. And and so anyway, my point in bringing this up, mm-hmm. other than you know, hey, healthy meal supreme, salute, salute, uh, was it made me start thinking for the first time about doing a a meal service like this. Yeah, because the ability in the morning. So there's oh, this God. there's this the one mornings. meal service that I talked to, not healthy meal supreme, but another one that we talked to, that said that the average person in America spends 30 – I don't remember how many it was, but it was an amount of time that was equivalent to a month a year choosing what you want to eat. From the time that you shop in the supermarket to the time that you're working on it at home, that – it's it's basically a month of your life every year is just figuring out what you want to eat, whether it could be waiting yeah. in restaurants, it could be whatever. If you could just already knew what you were going to eat – you 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 would have a whole month of your life back. That I want to know the dumbasses that decided to fund this study to say let's find out how much time people are wasting figuring that out. 
I feel what like there's a, waste a time. Of there's a time was there wasting said there study. Were the they had to. Well, have to come well, no, but like think That's... about how long people wait at red lights. There's a statistic for that. Like you spend this amount of time of your life sitting at a red light. That's unless I thought a red New light brought a different accent on you on that one. That was it did. It, it did. did. I like that. Were you like channeling your hatred of red lights with this? Yes. Can you do it again with an Australian accent? Because I know you do. Sure. That yeah. Uh, oh God. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, so so cool. So like you're sitting at a red light. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, by okay. the way, but Jason. Yes, uh, we have cartoonist Jason um, Ch- Ch- Chatfield. Chatfield. We had uh, cartoonist Jason Chatfield Jason? from Australia. And by the way, newsflash: what? I may actually be going to Australia in the summer. Uh, to, what for? For to Sydney for to for business. This is great. Isn't that great? So, oh my gosh, you got to be like, I know the creator of Gender Megzio. No, I mean, no? not creator, the cartoonist. Yeah, anyone? No. Uh, I'm with you. Anyway, okay, so. Uh, back to accents later. Back to accents later. Okay. So, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just made me think differently about the way food, there was something valuable in the morning about going, okay, I got to go to work. I don't have to figure out what I'm going to bring to eat or whatever. Truly. I just go open the refrigerator and go, that looks good. Take it out. Done. Truly. And and it's healthy because it's it was it was designed to be healthy. I'm going to get the name from uh, of that place for me again. Because right. um, you know I want to take care of my kidneys. I do know that. That's Thank the thing you. with you. Yes. It, it, we should all. We More should all take care love. of kidneys. You got to have a that? hashtag for that yet? If there's not, time to get on that shit. You need I think it's at hashtag least one. More kidney love. You need one kidney. <laughs> I think we need two. But no, we... I'll just at least one. No, you need at least one. Two preferred. Two. One bare yeah. bones minimum. Well, I mean, three I know we can weird. manage with one. Three is three you know, is a little useful, weird though because you can donate one and you're like back to you know sell it, not donate, sell it. It's times are tough. They're worth know? a lot. Yeah. It's true. It is. It is. We have to think. It's capitalism. Mark, do you have a game for us? I do, but before we do, yeah, um, we need to appeal to the comedy gods. Okay, yeah, it's time for our Tina Fey appeal. Where we pray to the comedy gods in the hopes that some way, somehow, Tina Fey will either make an appearance on this program, we'll have a moment on the phone with her, something will happen, we will interact with Tina Fey, we put it out to the universe every show, just in the hopes that some way, somehow, someone hears, it stirs the universe, so we could just take a moment, collectively, Kevin... If you want to join in, please feel free. It's up to you. Right. Um, and let's just uh, appeal to Tina. Tina, Faye, if you're please listening, be on the show. That's all we ask. Just a moment of your time. Just please, we love you. That's all we're asking. Uh, we'll Tina, donate to something. We love Whatever it if you, you need, came on the show. We love you. Please, Tina Faye. And we think you're an angel. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. <laughs> If I can, Tina, if you're interested in comics, watching comics on Amazon, I'd love to use my panelists. Thank you. That's right. That's After right. you there do the show, of course, hey, I'll take some seconds. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Let's done. do it. Done. It's a package deal. It's done. Sure. All right. Uh, I got a good vibe. Before we uh, get down to business here with Kevin yeah. and his story and learning more about comics, watching comics. Sure. Uh, which I really can't wait to hear more about the the whole origins of it and how you think about it and everything like that, Kevin. Uh, I want to play a new game that we've not done on this show we've actually not done it ever it's called the funny thing is uh-huh. and the idea is that you got some great news but it always has a negative turn at the end oh that's cool so i could tell you you know hey yeah. great news yeah i have a brand new puppy you do? I've always wanted a puppy. Oh my it's, gosh. Is it a pug? It's a pug, actually. It, <gasps> is a pug. it is a pug. His name is Lionel. 
That is the sweetest but, ever. It, the funny thing is, yeah. Apparently, he died like five minutes before they gave to him, him to me. What? <laughs> what? Poor Lionel. This is not funny. I know that's terrible. This is oh my <laughs> horrible. god! Horrible. So they sad. just break your heart. This is so sad. So that's not a good example. Lionel. That's how you don't do the game. Um, you could you say okay? he was resuscitated, and they sold him as fresh. Oh, oh see, that was a callback right there. Oh, God. <laughs> or he's packaging it with your special healthy meals that you get in your fridge every day. Oh, yeah, except, oh, except you know, not related to that we, company. We can take anyway. levels down deeper if you want. <laughs> That's to, right, right. right. Um, I'm sorry. I actually think I, I wounded Danielle on that. I really did. That really upset her. I'm sorry, Danielle. It's okay. Okay, so that's not how you play the game, but that's the general <laughs> idea of it. So what we got to have is, is someone gives that person a suggestion. Um, let's let's just make it a word, and that person has to work with that word in terms of what that okay. n- news or story is. Okay. Okay, and then at some point, and they can interact with. Whoever it is that gives them the suggestion. That, that's the way we'll play. Okay. So, uh, oh God, uh, Kevin, so why don't we start? And Daniel, why don't you field? Uh, Kevin, okay. give her a word and you guys can interact. And, and then Wait, who's the doing the word? You, you're playing. He's giving you the word. And so you'll you'll, t- you'll So tell I'm the, the story. one saying the yep. funny thing is. That's it. Okay. So, uh, luggage. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I don't. I'm. I'm trying to go A to C here. You know. Yeah, I realize I just. Is it A to Z? N- no, she. That's as far as she goes to C. I so. only go C. I'm so. so I'm I, so, I, I've actually um... unseated her and upset her enough. Where she's <laughs> I, really well, I should have said you, pug. Is what I should have said. I know. Really Double down. Oh on yeah. That. Really, good, good call, Kevin. I like this guy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this. This is um. The, the funny, what I, the funny thing is, okay, okay, is, okay. is 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 um the pug is, was found in the know, luggage. Good I, God, do we have to think of everything here? Lionel's not weird, not real. You realize this, right? I know. Okay, because he's dead. Line, oh, wait till you go to a puppy recycling clothing party. Sorry, and you might and be a fur coat. See, oh no, see that's too far. That right there, there is no the such line. thing as Guys, too far. I, I, Did okay. you see Hundred One Dalmatians? It's the same concept. Oh my God. All right, so luggage, Glenn. <laughs> Um, so, oh, wow. So I, uh, you know what, Kevin, let me tell you this thing. Please do. I was in my garage because I live in the Midwest. Don't you know where we have space in garages? Don't you know. And I was there cleaning out my corner in the garage with my sweet, sweet puppy, Lionel. Sitting in the corner on his little bed, quite alive, quite old, old dog, lived to be 10. Anyway, um, and I was getting my luggage out and I was pulling out my luggage and I realized, wow, this is brand new luggage that I haven't used in a long time. And it was beautiful and I was ready to do it because I was going to Boca Raton on a trip. Now I'm old. And I well, uh, you said Raton. So, yeah. <laughs> and and I pulled it out. It was beautiful. And uh and do you know what the funny thing is when I opened it up, there was a litter of young mini lionels just in there barking away. Yep, 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 yep. Turns out Lionel wasn't a boy this whole time. Forgot to look under. Lionel was a girl and had puppies in my brand new luggage. So now I'm on the puppy market and I'm $5,000 richer. 
Oh. And I love how you turned that whole thing around, made you feel better. I couldn't, you guys, I couldn't be negative in the end. I want to be like, well, you must be deaf if you don't hear eight dogs in the garage, you know? Well, I'm old and I'm, oh. I'm from the Midwest. I see. All right. I couldn't, I, after, I'm traumatized. All right, once you, uh, once you oh, shoot, shoot me one there and, and Mark, you can be in the driver's listen. seat. Yeah. Okay, your topic is going to be um, garden shears. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, because what's great is I love garden shears. I actually okay. had an incident recently where um, I accidentally stabbed my neighbor with a pair of garden shears. Wow. Are they? And okay? well, what happened is, is, is he surprised me. I was using them and he surprised me. I turned around accidentally and I, I didn't know he was standing right there and I just accidentally stabbed him right in the abdomen. Oh, that's not a good spot. No, it's not. Well, I mean, I guess there's worse spots I could have stabbed him. Aimed a little lower, I guess, but I guess the abdomen is not great either. No. Wrist would have been maybe third best and, you know, upper arm, the best place maybe. If You're you have sounding to a little Dexter-ish. Keep Am going. Am I? Okay. What happened? Um, well, the the thing is, is <laughs> I was okay with it because we've never gotten along. Oh. And I couldn't really put my finger on it, but... But he actually was pretty okay about it. He seemed to like it in a weird way. And oh. the the funny thing is, it turns out he's actually a on the like child, you know, like what do you call the that? Predator the predator website. Predator like website. He's. I oh. am now the hero of the neighborhood. Whoa. Because I stabbed like the the predator guy and Chris Hansen from Dateline, who does like catch a predator, came and personally stopped by to shake my hand. All because of the guard. Wow! Shows. I don't know if that's the that's funny, a fake story. Funny thing is, <laughs> that's a fake, that's well, Chris Hansen's in jail because he's selling fake memorabilia. Boo! I caught <laughs> you in a lie. Funny thing is, is he really? Yeah. Yes. Is that true? He's in tax debt because he had all this uh, memorabilia that he he bought but he never paid people off, and he's in jail for that. Is he really? Well, these oh. so what are you doing here? <laughs> these are technically all that's fake not... stories because that's what improv is. Improv so, is a no. fake. So when, when I said, he, I, oh, I know, that. He, I was going to call the part like, oh, he, Chris Hitch is not in jail. He's in jail. Damn it. It was I'll, so I'll, believable. I'll let up all the other then. shit slide with a smile, but I'm like, hold on a second. Fact checking time. Chris Hansen's <laughs> yeah. jail. Kevin met me a little while ago. I was like, yeah, I can see him stabbing someone in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you know, Everything it's funny, else was I wonder, plausible. I wonder if Chris Hansen um, confessed, he'd be like, well, I have something to tell you. <laughs> My name's Chris Hansen. <laughs> and I need solitary yeah, confinement for Antissimo. Right. And then he true. would say, the funny thing the is. The funny thing is. All right. So uh, uh, how about, uh, why don't, uh, Elsie, you give Kevin a word, if oh. you would. And uh, let's see what happens on his end. Radiator. Oh, radiator. Well, wouldn't you believe I'm six foot two? I believe it. And uh, no, all true. It's on my driver's license, so you know it's true. And I was walking by my apartment after I got out of the shower. One of the things I like to do is look out the window without a towel on. But, you know, you can't see part of that part. But one day I, um, I stepped on a hairbrush that my wife left near the radiator. And I did a quick hop up and down, and I forgot how close I was to the radiator. And funny thing is, I uh, I burned my balls. And boy, it's, <laughs> you try going to the emergency room 
without any pants on, but second degree burns on your scrotum. And you tell me who's getting funny eye looks from people. Oh. Well, no matter how much you told me to do that, I'm not planning to do that. So. Oh. Well, neither did I. It just so happens. <laughs> it just so happens. All because of a hairbrush. It's a hairbrush upside oh, down, you know? Hairbrush. I'll tell you. All right, so, uh, and one more. How about that you That was actually one? very succinct and correct, it the was. way he did that. Oh. That was... That no, was, like, I... Like Ferris Bueller said, never took one lesson. Well executed, Kevin. I never... I don't play this game well. Elsie. Yeah. Elsie, my word for you is Serbia. <sighs> well... When I was in the UK um, with Mickey and Billy, um, there was a guy that had visited the studio, and he was from Serbia. And I know you guys were talking about the housekeeping earlier, and uh, the funny thing is, I didn't really want to tell you about the guy from Serbia. Hmm. Um, oh. he, uh, he was a little offended. But it's, I guess it's probably going to get out anyway. And you guys were talking to me about how was the studio? Was it clean? What was going on? And et cetera. And I did give them a heads up before that I did not appreciate the way that they weren't taking care of the place just because they didn't have, oh, no. you know, management, et cetera. And, uh, yeah, so the the funny thing is um, – when the guy from Serbia came, I was really worried. <laughs> I'm cracking up already because I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Keep going. Um, and uh, I, I, I didn't know which way it was going to go when he saw the the way the place was looking, and uh, it turned out that he actually thought that it was done on purpose for his benefit because it made him feel like he was at home. Oh, oh no. yeah! So it kind of backfired because, uh, yeah, the whole Mickey and Billy pigsty thing actually went over well, and so now they're saying oh. they've got to be that way from now on. I'm kind of a no. It so, sounds yeah. like they resonate with pig pen. All right. Well, I would say that that's a game worth trying again uh, if we don't talk about. Lionel beforehand. It just kind of sucked <laughs> oh, the air out of the room, I guess. But um, but thank you, for everyone, Lionel. for participating and uh, trying out a new game. We like to test drive games every once in a while, see how they kind of work out, and then try them again if they do. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Is this one we should try again, or are you done I with this I have one? no idea. I have to shake it out. I'll let shake you know it. in an hour. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it is time for more Kevin, uh, lots of Kevin, a whole bowl full of Kevin right after this. Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. Welcome back. 
funny people talking, and we have a funny person that's about to do some talking. Uh, that's kind of what we do with the show. But this guy is particularly on the funny uh, meter here because not only is he himself a comedian and a funny guy, as he's proven already, but he also, uh, not on this show, but, you know, in general. Uh, but I'm sorry. <laughs> you suck so far. That's right. You've so got a two and a ten you here. you pick it up. Uh, but he also uh, created, uh, produces, and hosts a show on Amazon Prime called Comics Watching Comics. Yes, sir. Uh, amongst the other things that you do. So, uh, first of all, well, well, again, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, uh, so let's start here uh, with comics, watching comics, which is kind of your 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 big shingle right now. That, yeah. That kind of gets uh, one of the ways that you get the most attention, I think. How did that start? Why did that start? Why is this something that you felt the need to do and, and how has that actually – um, move the needle for you? A lot of good questions. How did it start? Why did it start? We'll start with why did it start? Why did it start? Because I was watching, this is a few years ago when I had the idea for it. Uh, Last Comic Standing was on the air, Channel 4, with Norm, with uh, Norm MacDonald, with uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans, and with Roseanne Barr as panelist. And as a comic, and all of comics, we all watch it. A lot of our friends are on there. I watched it, and yeah. I hated it. I hated it. Except for one person, that was Norm MacDonald. Because the other two panelists, all they did mm. was metaphorically suck the living dicks out of everyone on that show. You're so great. That was fantastic. You're awesome. Like, no, that was not awesome. Mm. And the only person who was truthful was Norm. I goes, eh, that sucked. And here's why. Like, yeah. that's why. I was like, yes. Someone yeah. not blowing smoke other people's, that's right. people's it's, asses it's like, was uh, amazing. Like, um, uh, what's his name? Simon Cowell, for, as an example. Right Everyone on. hates Simon Cowell, but boy, did, he's telling it like it is. He's the helping last, now. The worst thing you do as is is anything is give someone false hope. Yeah. Cut the cord. If you suck at something, that's fine. Just hopefully your friends will go, you know what? Sit this one out. Try. You're better at this. And at least Norm was like, eh, I don't really like that. But also he said, I don't like that and here's why. Right. Which yeah. is the very valuable thing, which is is not just yeah. cri- criticism. Yeah. It's trying to help them. You're he dog shit, but here's why. Uh, but, but he wouldn't, if he didn't care, he wouldn't tell him why. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was great. And then just move on. Yeah. Never knowing that that person. By the way, I'm enjoying your subtle Norm Macdonald invitation. So, by the way, and this is going to all tie in with a big bow about Norm Macdonald after the end of the story. Okay. So, after, so that was going on. And I was thinking, there was one day we were at the Grizzly Pair, which is actually where I just came from. Yeah, that's where my old show, Comic Diversity, used to be. I love how you just squeeze in a humble brag no, and a plug. No. No, literally. During my segment. No. No, oh. I'm telling you, though, Kevin, this is like six years ago. This is a, this I had is a show there, a too. Good cop, bad cop. This is not a plug yeah. in yeah. any way. No one would have. There well, were thanks five for not people. booking me. How about that? No, I'm just kidding. There were five people at my show. Keep going. Anywho, I love the Grizzly Bear. Keep who going. doesn't? Anyway, okay. we're there one day. It was me and another comic um, watching the comics on stage. And uh, just to be honest, they were fucking terrible. And we were just trading mean things exchanging back and forth just ball busting I'm like well this is funny this could be a show wait a minute can't be a show because it'd be kind of shitty just to take yeah. metaphorical dumps on people so I had the idea like you know let's take intermediate comics right where everyone's trying to break through especially in the city totally and let's make a show of it where we're trying to give people trying to break through instead of hanging out at clubs hoping they get past that whole long grind let's give another avenue exposure and then let me become the host because it's my idea and I'm uh, 
quite photogenic. No, I'm just kidding. That's and awesome, though. Thank you. I completely agree about the photogenic part you just yeah. said. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, let's try it. So I created a sizzle reel. I got some, you know, a lot of people like, hey, it's a good idea. It came out kind of cool. Did you put that on YouTube? Yes, or did you put I did. That? No, okay. YouTube. Right. And then I started shooting seasons by myself where I would rent out a comedy club, New York Comedy Club for the first, I don't know, six seasons. I would just tape the comics portion there. Okay. And I take the footage and take it to my house. And me and other panelists, comics who are more experienced, tenured, okay. uh, notable. Yeah. We'd watch it. We'd critique, praise, offer advice. Or if they're terrible, we'd shit on them. And had fun. What it is is everyone goes, what's the slug line? It's Mystery Science Year 3000 and Last Comic Standing. So, And what we're doing is we're pulling the curtain cool. back. So we're showing the general public what it's like to be in comedy. It's like if you're the funny guy in the office, it's a hell of a lot harder than just telling a few jokes to the water cooler kids. It's a lot harder than that, especially when you go, oh, you're a comic? Why don't you just go on Letterman? Like, yeah, you, what are you? You're like oh. a mid-level manager. Why don't you just become the CEO? Like <laughs> shit like that. So we're showing you like the journey on how hard it is because there is no syllabus in comedy. No one knows what they're doing. You're only asking advice from friends and other people who are in the industry. And it is a complete shot in the dark. Yeah. Do you have different judges every episode? Every, every season is a different Okay, every judge. season. Yeah, every season. Yeah, the only mainstays are me and the master panelists. And that's... Who's that? Well, the first one, two, three, three seasons, we had no master panelists. I brought Jeffrey Gurian for season four, five, six, seven. Season eight, we had Eddie Brill. Cool. So he's the guy. So the panelists, what their job is, of course, we all pick... You know, it's called first. The first stage is we watch a comic, we do our jokes, we make fun, we bust balls, we with each other, of course, and offer advice or say if we like them or we don't. We vote. Does this person make final consideration? Yes or no. That name or names then gets brought up in the voting section. We go, okay, we have eight names here. We had so and so, so and so, blah 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 blah, and then I say, give me your second best comic and your comic you're picking as your choice. Mm. And if enough number one choices come up, they're the winner. And the oh master God. panelist job is to vote on our decision. Does he agree or disagree with our I choice of the winning comic? This is like the I want to be on that panel so bad. But better. I know. And I, funnier. Well, no, the, oh. the format's different, but yeah. it's it's that's really, really cool. Thank you. Yeah, this is really neat. So how does this move the needle for you? It moves the needle because even in stand-up, let me, put, let me backtrack. When you start in stand-up, I don't know about you, um, but everyone has the idea they think they're going to probably be a road comic. Or maybe even a writer for SNL. When you start your journey, all these other opportunities are presented to you that you never knew about or never even thought about. For example, you mentioned before, I do voiceover. I had no idea about doing voiceover until six people go, hey, man, you actually have a good voice. You're thinking about doing voiceover? I go, not for a second. After the sixth person, I go, fuck it. Let me give it a shot. And I talked to one of my guy, my buddies, who his voiceover coach became my guy, mm-hmm. did a real all that. So with comics watching comics, I said, stand-up is great. I think are pretty funny. Even the best comics, though, are, the, are so so many unknown comics who are like tens. It's like getting a lottery ticket. Like even if you make it, mm-hmm. and that's by getting consistent road work and being out there, making it, you're not making that much money. Yeah, I think by doing, I know by doing this, this is my ticket, not stand up comedy, and it's going to help build my audience. And then when that's I want to so do true. more road gigs and like theater stuff. 
They're going to go, oh, yeah, Kevin Goatee, comics watching exactly. comics. Yeah, I have my audience. Yeah, of course you want to put me in a theater. I've got how many thousands of fans who would come see me in every different city. It's so That's good smart. because you're creating your own opportunities, which is right. what comedians try to do anyway. But right. you found, like, your own niche. Right. Because all of smart. us in this room are performers of some kind. So yeah. I, that's that's so awesome. Exactly. Thank that's you. So awesome. It's just Kevin. I think by, by having more, I tell everybody who asks my advice, like more tools you have in your bag, the more attractive you are. I have, like I said, comics, watching comics. I also have other shows. I have fantasy football jibber jabber, which is, was out for a year on YouTube. I have other shows I'm trying to pitch. I actually have a showrunner now for comics, watching comics. So awesome. once I get in the door, I'm not a one trick pony. I've got yeah. all right. If you don't like comics, watching comics, that's cool. I've got a fantasy football show that mixes fantasy football and gambling. On the NFL, mm-hmm. I've got a fo- I got a game show that that's a movie theme game show. I have another show, comics watching football, another comics watching ideas as well. So like, you're a, gonna like one of them. Yeah, I there's promise a you that. through line though, which exactly. is comedy, which is why you're on our podcast. Really, how does someone I mean. like uh, meet the muster for you to have them on your panel? What what defines that you say that guy's got or that gal's got judgment? Uh, credits, and I, I pretty much know a lot of the panelists that I'm friends or friendly with, or uh, they're like a name per se, and like I want to get them. And then, of course, I mean, I finance everything. Amazon does not give me a budge. I'm on my yeah. own, so they just pay me for views. Wow. Do, yeah. do, I'm not do, Amazon original programming. Are you, do yeah. you make a profit? Uh, no, we're working on that Almost. part. Almost working that. Ah, yeah. If I show you my tax returns of what I have to yeah. write off, it's a lot of yeah. taxes this year. Have this is around. an investment in your career. Exactly and, right. And, and it long, is. You're playing the long game. I you couldn't you don't want it, it to be a long game, but you recognize it may be a long game. I know. No, you're 100 percent right. I'm yeah. not looking to hit a single or a double. I'm going look, for a home run, and there's no fucking around with look, that. Look, you know, it's, it's funny you use a baseball reference because I'm thinking about like a minor league baseball player. They might make 19 grand a year or whatever it no, is. No, you're about right. Okay, That's they're close. doing a full time. They're, they're risking hurting themselves. It's yeah. all for the long. It's for two things: the love of doing it and the pleasure of doing it professionally. Right. And then the second, and whatever professional means to you. And then the second thing is is the aim that maybe someday I'll be called up to the majors. It's literally what you're doing to me. You're doing something it's that like you love. It's kind of like an internship. You're, you're bringing in some revenue, which means it's professional, whether you make a profit or not, notwithstanding. Yeah, yeah. And then the hope is that you, you know, if this isn't the majors now, that whatever the majors is, that you go there. That's It's kind of the same thing. All I'm told is from everybody I ask. It's like once you get in the, the, the metaphorical door and you get something sold, you are golden. It's just like yeah. stamp of approval. All I want to do is get invited to the dance and get in that door, and then I know I can do it. This is just a way for me to a nice way for me to showcase I can host, I can be funny and quick as with the wit in any circumstance with my shows and other ideas I have that are different than a lot of the shit we, we're seeing out there now. A lot of stuff is are retreads. Yeah, comedy so reality true. shows aren't new, but right. I've got twist on it, and other shows I have are. Very original and new. So yeah. that's my plan. From your perspective, Kevin, yes. uh, and the way you look at jokes, the way you look at humor, when when just in general, right. your own jokes that you write, but also the people that you're watching in comics, watching comics, right. and, and the way you're thinking about their humor, um, getting serious for a second. Sure. How do you look at the way a joke is written? Uh, when you watch a joke being said, how much of you is – looking at the blueprint of that joke in your mind 
and thinking about the way that probably got formed, comparing it to your own process uh, versus just letting it wash over you? I don't compare it to my own process because it, everyone, it, it's everyone's writing style is different. So I'm not going to go, oh, that writing style sucked. I look at the end result. Did it make me laugh? If it, if it didn't make me laugh, maybe it's not my cup of tea kind of humor. For example, we had one guy. I hate characters who do stand-up on stage. I hate characters. Except season eight, this guy named Daniel Aaron did a character and it killed. What do you mean killed. by a character? He didn't go on a, to, a persona. To, right. He went on with this big oaf. He's a, kind of a big fat guy and he had well, this whole oaf. You're right, oafish. So you didn't person. like like Rodney Dangerfield. No, I love Rodney but Dangerfield. But he was a character. Yeah, but you know what? He was, That was so close to reality. I know. He's the exception, not the rule. Okay. But most of these people go on stage as a character. It right, stinks. But he did it and he sold it. And it was such a way I'm like, I'm all in. And it was funny. It was just so goofy and funny. It, it just worked well for me. So, but I, that's what, back to your question. Like, I don't judge the blueprint of the diagramming of the jokes. I can, if I'm with, if I'm on the couch with other panelists, 90% of the time, if we're going to, if this person's going down the primrose path, I can pause it and we can all, most of us will yell at the punchline and get it right. Right. But yeah. it's even right. better if gotcha. we don't get it right and yeah. we laugh. But there's yeah. other times we yeah. don't get it. Yeah. And we don't laugh. Yeah. Do you guys judge jokes? Like, do you mentor these people? Or is it more li- like, do you I'm actually trying to, do that's, that? That's what we're going to try and do. He's judging from afar Are right you now. judging or are you judging? Uh, <laughs> like, judging you- in bold, double italics, bold, underline, squirt, all that good stuff. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. But so I'm just wondering, like, if, if I were to come on, I mean, I don't do stand-up anymore. This is completely Thank God. No, I'm just kidding. Thank no, God. Kidding. No, really. <laughs> Thank God for me and everyone around yeah, you're me smart. who it's wants to talk to me. But essentially, industry. like, if I were to come on and I had a joke that was, like, almost there, would you guys yeah. give advice? Yeah, is that yeah, a yeah, part yeah, of yeah, the yeah, show? Yeah, yeah. The, the idea of the show is definitely not to torpedo. It's pepperoni comedy. It's not torpedoing. Yeah, we bust balls for the sake of. Like, of people, course. People who've done, like, season two winner was Joan Weisblatt. You watch her set. If you, she got mad at me because she's like, "You guys torpedo me." I go, "Watch the watch the end result." Like we bust her balls through it, but then the end, like, look, she here's why she did great: A, B, C, D, and E. Yeah, yeah. we we offer a lot of jokes. Like you know what? That joke was good. That's like a six, but that could be an eight or nine with mm. this, and that's why the panel's there because they oh, have that right. experience, and you know, just can think that much farther out. Well, I'll tell that. you what, right now you've to- totally sold me. I'm totally checking this out and me watching too. the hell out Eight of it. Eight seasons on Amazon. You've got know. some homework. How, how can people follow what you're doing? Oh, did you have a question? I want the bow. Isn't there a Norm bow? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, the Norm bow. Oh, Norm you're right. Thank, like you for, thank you for calling back to that. So two months See, that's ago. producer Elsie, everybody. I went on to, on to the Cayman Islands. My wife and I go to the Caribbean every year. And on the Cayman Islands, we come back on the airplane. And I, we get on the plane. We sit down. And I hear in the background, rah, 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 and I go, turn around, and I go, what the fuck? It sounds like Norm. I turn around behind me. Norm McDonald's sitting behind me. Oh, my God. And I go, holy, I go, holy shit. Like, I, have to, I have to say something. Who's staying in the aisle talking to Norm? Kevin Nealon. I'm like, what the wow. fuck? What a plane. Well, here's why. There's something called Kaboo down there. They have a festival they had in California. They were performing Kaboo down in the Cayman Islands. And it was something – they had the most diverse lineup in the sense of like Brian Adams, the Chainsmokers, Flo Rida, salt and pepper and those two guys. I would kill the- to be at that thing. That sounds fantastic. But when I, yeah, until you saw the price, which was 500 Cayman a day. By the way, Cayman dollars – Times American is 1.2, so 20% extra. So this wow. was like uh, the fire festival, but per But actually happened. Actually, actually happened. happened. Yeah. So they were on the plane back. So anyway, so I'm on the plane. I, I don't I, I don't talk to, you know, you see the stars in the streets here. Yeah. I, I stopped very few people. 
I, I I'm I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, I have to say something. Yeah, so you do. The rest of the flight, I'm just ha- crafting uh-huh. the perfect sentence in my mind. What do I say to them? So I get off. And my I'm, I'm my wife kind of stalls, and she's like, okay. And we get off, and Norm's coming right behind me. Like, Norm, I just gotta say, you and Kevin, you two guys are my all time two favorite weekend update anchors on uh, SNL ever. He's like, hey, Kevin, this guy's a real big fan here. And he's like, oh, hey, you're a comic? I'm like, yeah. And I said, Norm, I have to be honest with you too. I said, you're the reason I created my show I have. He's like, oh, really? What's your show like? So it's called Comics About Your Comics. It's on Amazon Video. It's like, no kidding, really? I said, I loved you on because you were real. You had the balls to tell people they sucked and here's why. He goes, yeah, it was a kind of a trippy thing, huh? <laughs> and I was, I, was, so I was talking to Norm. Like, as we walked down the jetway, my wife was like, oh, let's take a picture. So I have a picture. I'll show you guys in a minute. Amazing. It's me, Kevin Nealon, and Norm MacDonald together. So. The greatest. Yeah, right? He was like, yeah, you know, I was like, I look for it on Amazon. I'm like, yeah, yeah, do it. I'm like, I love you as a panelist too, Norm, but. No. Why don't That's... you just say hello to Norm McDonald on every episode? Just say and uh, like that could be your sound off. And then Norm McDonald, hello. I'm still waiting. <laughs> there you go. There you I'm go. still waiting. Norm, Kevin, Neil, and the lovers out there to you too. So that's how that callback. Yeah, very, that's very how good. it all came back. How, so how can people check out the show? You can find it on many avenues. Comics, watching comics on Instagram, Facebook. Where I upload vi- I upload videos almost every day now of the uh, season eight, which is the most recent. Yeah. Just little quick little snippets yeah. of just the uh, comedian performing their act. No, no panel, no engagement. So you just see a half minute, a minute of their, of their sets on Instagram, oh. on Facebook, and on Twitter. Twitter's at Comics Watching, yeah. Comics Watching Comics dot com. You yeah. see the panelists performing. Yeah. Uh, you see the um, you see me performing. You see the like, comics performing. Oh. Here's what the comics who win every season get. They get to go on the live show, which we also taped and is also on Amazon video. Cool. So they perform at a, a, on a showcase at Gotham as well as the panelists and, of course, me. We also do what's called Redemption Section where people who've eaten a shit plate, a shit plate mm-hmm. we give them a chance of redemption. We, I pick like four or five people Fantastic. and they each get a minute like right then and there. And cool. The audience votes who their favorite comic was for that minute and they do a full set that night on the show. So it's kind of like, all right, everyone gets a second. Because everyone, everyone has a bomb shit or a shit set. Of course. So well, it's like, all right, you get a second chance. And here you go. You get a chance to redeem yourself. I know what I'm going to do Saturday night. And that's spend a few hours. Yo, with and retweet and share on social Boom. media. And, and, how, and what's the social media? How do people follow? Comicswatchingcomics.com. Comicswatchingcomics on Facebook and Instagram. Twitter's at comicswatching. You can only have so many letters. And then, of course. And Kevin, what if someone wanted to follow you personally? I like the way you think. Kevin Goatee, that's K-E-V-I-N-G-O-O-T-E-E.com. Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, and Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber will be back He's, next NFL season. So This is there. your chance to be Kevin's friend. Follow him there. Yeah. Follow him there. Are right, we going to take a quick break. When we come back, end of show food. Elsie's favorite part. We'll be right back. Get ready for the funny. Not haha funny. More like getting punched in the stomach by a team of miniature clowns who are singing Don't Worry, Be Happy while spraying silly string into your eyes funny. Yeah, that kind of funny. This is Funny People Talking. All right, everybody, it is the end of the show, and you know what that means. End of show food. <laughs> I love everybody's just cracked. Sorry, I, All I, I can was say. Did you quit singing to us? Brand well new song. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
So what we do is uh, at the end of every show, Elsie has spent time uh, uh, just going everywhere in the world trying to find things. You never know what she's going to come up with. A chance for us to taste something unusual. Right. Uh, It could be a snack. could be a food. could be a drink. We never really know. Uh, We get a chance to taste it on her uh, say-so. She'll count down. And then we rate it on a scale of chickens. Uh, The number of chickens on your scale is completely up to you. And uh, and that's how we finished the show. So, Elsie. Yeah. What, what do we heck, got? What the heck you got today? So, today's end of show food is Hammond's, H-A-M-M-O-N-D apostrophe S, pigs and taters, a milk chocolate with crispy bacon and potato chips. You had me there. What uh, in taters? What pigs, pigs and taters. taters. Pigs and taters. Is this from England? Um... I actually got it here, but uh, let me see where they make it. Uh, Denver, Colorado. <laughs> Not even close, Kat. There you close. go. But, yeah, the, but the British part. The British yeah, part I actually, Denver. when I was with uh, Mickey and Billy, I really didn't scope Who's out the Mickey and Billy you keep speaking of? So Mickey and Billy is a, a, another show that's uh, run by Westminster Pies, which is our wholly owned subsidiary that owns the show, along with Mouth Media Network. Uh, they have another show called Mickey and Billy, which is a rock and roll uh, drive time show out of the UK. Okay. So, and Elsie was recently sent out there to uh, clean house a little bit. Oh. Literally and Literally. figuratively. <laughs> You're all fired. Now give me a candy That's bar. right. Oh. That's right. All right. So, all right. So, let's see what we got here. I don't want to eat a pig. It's too close to a pug. It's bacon. I know, but pig and pug. Oh, okay. get over it already. It was I fake. I can't. Oh, no. We're not supposed to eat it yet. Did That's you take it? No, 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 no. I did not. Okay. All right. I waited, Elsie. Right. Here we go. Thank you. Ready? All right. Ready? So, ready? One, two, three, go. Oh, my God. I really smell the bacon on the bacon nose. right off the yeah. bat. Oh, little crunch from the chips. I assume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's tasty, man. Oh That's my god, meaty. this is good. Not bad. Solid. I thought it was me worse. I sure. So, why did you start with worse? The then smell then. hit me at first. I'm like, it was very. It's very aromatic. Right mm-hmm. in the sense of it was like that, not jerky smell, which I don't like jerky. But mm-hmm. I love bacon. I'm like, well, it's always bacon. Well, keep our fingers crossed. So what do you think? How many chickens, Danielle, do you give this? Oh, I'm going all the way. 88 out of 88. Perfect score. 88 out of 88. range of chickens are 88? 88 out of 88. I just chose that. Elsie, what about you? How many chickens? Um, I'd say uh, <clears throat> 65 chickens out of 72. Really? Why the deductions? Um, I don't. I, the potato chip part just t- it was crunch. I didn't really taste it. Oh, I agree. Uh, I mean, I agree. I understand what you're talking about. What about you, Kevin? <sighs> this is tough. I liked it. Is is it? Yeah, you this know, is the good. one moment we've challenged him. Really. No, I know. I want to. I want to give an interesting number. Um, I'm going to give it 87 out of 99 with a Long Island accent. Ah, uh, Ori Howard Stern. Uh, shout out. Uh, 99, 87 out of 99. So pretty good. Same reason, the chips or uh, no? It was just the 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 bacon didn't come through the way I ha- wanted to come through. Like I've, I mean, we've all chocolate covered bacon. I love it. So I, my hopes had a little too high for that, and mm-hmm. that smell just kind of threw me off enough. Oh. The taste was a little. It was it was good. Don't get me wrong. Would I have the whole bar? Sure. 
Is it going on my mantle like a Take Five? Yeah, exactly. Or a, right. Or a Milky Way or, or no? So that no. no. Sorry, it's not on the Mount Rushmore. Kids. It's all right. That's 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 honesty right there, my friend. Yeah. I'll give it a hundred and eleven out of hundred and twelve chickens. One point wow. deduction just comes from uh, I agree about the chips, not enough, but I wasn't enough. I enjoyed it enough to give it 111 but chickens. But I, I, I did like the name of it. Yeah, it was pretty Pigs good. Pigs and taters is good. Well, Pugs thank you. And taters. Good one. Good one, Elsie. Thanks, Elsie. Thank you very much. Excellent. I liked thank it you. a lot. No problem. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode of Funny People Talking. A big, big, big thank you to Kevin Goatee. Uh, and yeah. Of yeah, course, thanks. this show, Comics Watching Comics. Check it out on Amazon Prime. Uh, thank you very much, Kevin. Really, yes, really, really appreciate you, you joining. This it was, was really fun. fun. And uh, loved until... your energy. Oh, no, thanks. Absolutely. I told you I'd disappoint as a panel guest. Yes. <laughs> that's right. uh, yeah, that's it, everybody. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us every week. We really, really, really appreciate it. I promise you. Until next time, for Elsie. Bye. And Danielle. Peace out. I'm Mark Rako. Hey, stay funny, everybody. Bye bye. Wildly inappropriate, this is Funny People Talking. This has been Funny People Talking, a production of Mouth Media Network, copyright 2019. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at, at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. <laughs>